0: I'm so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, uh, today is March 1st. First. Today is March 1st, 2020. My name is Joe Batanza. I have to make it a quick one today because, well, no, look, there's a time track. It has to be 20 minutes, but I have to go see Pee-wee's big adventure with Pee-wee Herman in attendance and the and the John's. I don't know who's sillier, Pee-wee Herman, Evil John, I don't know, we'll find out tonight. But for now, it's this Joe Batant on Afterthought Media. I'm rushing. I know I'm supposed to pick up the Johns at 5 p.m. my time, which means I have to leave around 4 30 ish my time. But they're never on time. Well, he, John Paul usually is, but Evil Johns always been some sort of shenanigans. So I don't know why I'm still trying to hold to this thing where, like, they're gonna be ready. See, the problem is they live in downtown LA and there's no parking where they live. So I have to circle the block, literally circle the block, until they come down, because there's no parking. So uh, it's going to be really obnoxious. But uh, anyway, welcome to this Jobatance. I wanted to get this one out of the way, because I wanted to talk about my... Even though I've talked about it in other shows, I didn't get to talk about... you. Look, here's the thing, and if you're new to, you know, as of today, actually, uh, we've opened up this Jobatance to a whole brand new group of people and uh so they don't know this but not only is this supposed to be entertaining for you it's essentially a a, a journal for me of what i did in the past day and uh yesterday and so tomorrow obviously there's gonna be all these stories about look i'm going to get korean food with john paul and evil john and evil john is historically a picky eater and very difficult so there's just, I'm sure there'll be, and I'm sure he's going to bring a Pee-wee Herman doll to the Pee-wee Herman event. It's just going to be a lot of chaos and nonsense. And so I know that's going to take up an entire 20-minute episode tomorrow of this Joe with but I still wanted to get in the entire story because I felt, I told about canvassing for Elizabeth Warren uh, yesterday in Los Angeles because I feel like um, the times that I've tried to talk about it uh either like i could tell adam burns just was not that interested uh when we were doing throwing down he just was just if if it's not about sex or food adam or the south adam burns is not interested and uh so i and then i I was telling the story later to somebody else and they didn't seem interested i was like well all this weird shit happened okay so and I'm explaining so some of this will be stuff you've either already heard on Throwing Down or you will hear on Throwing Down because I don't know where you are in the flux of Throwing Down, because there was a live show yesterday. Today's Sunday. But the episode comes out tomorrow, Monday. So either you heard it live or you'll hear it on Monday. Who knows? Anyway, uh Adam Burns. Oh, uh, we did, we canvassed in a, a neighborhood called Ladera Heights, which I, this morning after recording thrown Down, I decided to look up Ladera Heights on Wikipedia, and I guess it's known for being an affluent African-American, uh, community. I didn't know that, right? Because I was sort of taken aback by, like, it was... A really ritzy neighborhood, but everybody who lived in the neighborhood was black. It's just not something you see, and and that, that might make me sound racist. I think it would if anything it makes me sound sheltered, because here's the thing with California. I've traveled a little bit in this uh, California, this uh, great nation of ours. Is California has done something very weird, or it's just naturally happened this way? Is and no one ever talks about it, but it's um very racially segregated in very clear ways. So, in other words, first of all, California and Los Angeles has a lot of black people, but not as many as other states. Not 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 nearly as many as the South. Not nearly as many as the as the East Coast. In fact, I read something about this recently. And Ladera Heights plays into this. I love. It. I'm not even telling the story. I'm doing a history lesson here on this. Joe Intense is. For a long time, up until, I think, the early 20th century, maybe mid-20th century, somewhere around then, somewhere between then, there were very few, if any, black people at all in California. What happened was uh, there were these oil fields, and Ladera Heights is by these oil fields, as is Inglewood. And they needed people to work in these oil fields, and I don't remember why African Americans were those. People. I think what it was is African Americans were very poor in the South, and there was just, they, there was a, a, an ex- extreme need for manpower. I think especially during World War, World War II, so black people filled that void, and they moved out to California to work in the oil uh, yards. And it makes sense because Inglewood and Ladera Heights are around those oil fields. And so, but I think also as a result, the black people congregated around where the work was. And that's kind of where the black people are. Like, if you go outside of that area, like, look, obviously you see black people walking around California, right? But just as if, just as in... You see Mexicans everywhere in California. There's a higher concentration of them in East LA in that part of the uh, city. Same thing with the uh, Asian people. Uh, a lot of the Asian people live in the San Gabriel Valley. Okay, so if you go, in fact, there are more Chinese people. I think, I think the like the San Gabriel Valley has more Chinese people of a, That's one of the things about Southern California. They always, have, a lot of times, they have the most of this outside of that. But I do know that there's a weird Chinese tourism that occurs in the San Gabriel Valley, which is a weird suburb. It's not even interesting. But a lot of Chinese tourists go there because it feels very comfortable to them. Does that make sense? It really is. And it's not like being in China. I've never been to China. But I know Chinese people find it very comfortable, Chinese tourists, so they go to the San Gabriel Valley. Anyway, uh, so Southern California is very, very segregated. So when I say I just haven't really seen an affluent neighborhood um with uh with affluent black people in it that's just I just I just wouldn't ever occur to me here uh I just would never see that because I'm never in that part of town and it's just I just, it's just it was odd I loved it by the way so we go there Mercedes and I meet with Mercedes now for the record for those of you that are new to this <clears throat> I am not an Elizabeth Warren supporter. Now, I am a, an avowed for, those, again, the people who are new to this Joe Batantz. I am an avowed, uh, doesn't matter who vote blue or whatever the phrase is. I will literally, as it stands now, especially with Steyer dropping out, which I didn't have a problem with, Steyer, I just didn't know anything about him, anybody, anyone from Bloomberg to Sanders, okay, if they are the presidential nominee, I will go knocking on doors for them. I will raise money for them. I will contribute to their campaign. I will get people to vote for them. I, to me, we need to get Donald Trump out of office, and I don't care who it is, within reason, okay. And um, but so I don't hate Warren; she's just not my favorite of the candidates, okay. But my friend Mercedes does like Elizabeth Warren. I'm fine with Elizabeth Warren. So I said I'd go canvass with her. So I go, I meet up with her in Inglewood, California, which is very far from where I live. That's where the home base for the canvassing is. And uh, I get a warrant, and it's 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 in this weird rundown apartment. It's really bizarre. And they've taken over this rundown apartment, like not even the apartment building. Like people are still living there, but it's an apartment in a rundown apartment building in Inglewood. And that's the home base for the Elizabeth Warren Inglewood canvassing area. And so... Mercedes gets assigned Ladera Heights, and uh, I got the sticker, and we get in the car and we drive to Ladera Heights. Now, if you're when you're driving around Inglewood, Inglewood looks very poor, and it looks it looks very poor. It feels very poor. I mean, it's just like garbage in the streets, and it's just awful, right? But then we just drove like, gosh, a couple miles. And we're in this beautiful, pristine neighborhood with these mid-century modern homes, very, very nicely kept up. And we go knocking on the doors, right? And like I said, it's all affluent African-Americans living in this neighborhood. Not a white person inside. sight. Well, I mean, I'm not white, but Mercedes and I were the non-black people in the neighborhood. For the most part, people just don't answer the door, FYI. But we did encounter a couple of interesting people. Uh, you know, uh, I, um, uh, who was the first interesting person? I'm trying to remember. I'll just, I'm just not going to be in any particular order. Cause I remember the order. Oh no. The first one, I know who it is. So Mercedes was giving me the run. She'd only canvassed a couple of times, but she was giving me the rundown of how she does it. She likes to play kind of dumb. So people get, get you know, like put their guard down and be like, oh, I'm just a volunteer, which she is. But you know she doesn't want to make it seem like hey we're doing this this and this and this. She's just like hey we just want to know and she is she's really friendly about it and um and whatnot. And I think I told this story last night somewhere and somebody was correcting me because they here's the deal when I tell a story I'm giving you what the, my this person said a summary and somebody was saying like well she said this and I was like okay we went to a woman's house she answered the door it was a young woman probably about thirty with her friends empty booze bottles in the background, but she was not drunk or anything like that. It was the, they were the young women who were probably just having a girl's night in last night, right? The night before. And she answers the door and Mercedes is like, oh my God, hi. You know, I'm a volunteer for Elizabeth Warren. And the woman's like, okay. And they start talking. She and she asks, you know, if this woman, you know, has she voted yet? Does she know what she's gonna vote for and the woman answering the questions? She's already kind of she's in between Biden and Bloomberg, blah 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 blah. And she's saying, you know, because I want to make sure Donald Trump is out of office, and I think Biden and Bloomberg have the best chance, okay, of getting real Donald Trump. And we have this stack of flyers. One of them is just like a general Elizabeth Warren flyer, but one of them, and Mercedes and I talked about this later, it's a big misstep on the Warren campaign, right? Where it's a flyer, I don't have them kind of given back, but it's this flyer, and it essentially says, "Essentially, Elizabeth Warren fights for Black people, or something like that." And it's, it's all these Black people on it, and like all the things Elizabeth Warren wants to do for Black people. Okay. And I think maybe with more low-information voters, maybe that might have an effect, or I don't know what. But again, like I said, these are affluent American African American voters. And I'll just tell you right now, spoiler alert: with only like a couple of exceptions, maybe one or two. Everybody was telling us that they were between Biden and Bloomberg. Okay. Only a couple of Bernie's and one old lady was a Warren. Okay. And the the problem is that um so Mercedes so Mercedes is, you know, going like like, like stammering, I don't know why. And then she says, but I don't, that's the thing is I don't remember what she said word for word. So when I said it yesterday on some show or whatever, someone was like, well, she shouldn't be saying this. And I'm like, oh, well, she wasn't saying, I don't know if she said that exactly. You know, I think she said something, well, you know, Elizabeth Warren has the support of black leaders, um, or I don't remember what the words were specifically, but the lady stopped her right there and said, well, what do you mean by black? Right. And then she had but and and the problem is it was tense for like ten seconds, kind of like when RuPaul and Jimmy Fallon on Tonight Show and Jimmy Fallon got really scared because he thought he offended RuPaul. It was the same thing, but then the woman like RuPaul diffused the situation. Alright? She diffused the situation and was like, look, you know, I work in politics and I know where you were going, and so let me give you some tips. Um, about how to talk. If you're going to be talking in this neighborhood, let me give you some tips. And Mercedes was like, "Yo, please, thank you. Uh, I want to say the right thing. I don't want to offend people. Please tell me what to say." And then they had a really good conversation. and It was a really fun conversation. But that was a. It was like a really scary moment for a second when Mercedes thought she had pissed off this woman, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, next another person. Okay, so then we. You know, the problem is Mercedes. Um. Oh, I, I, according to April Pacheco, uh, Pete Buttigieg just uh, dropped out. Let me see, because uh, I I stupidly gave him money, and now I get emails from him 500 times a day. Uh, so I don't know if I got an email from him yet. Uh, so anyway, so um, I probably deleted it, to be honest with you. So then uh, a couple other people. One, we went to... Uh, um another guy's house and it was the, the you get a list of who's who the person is and how old they are and it's a woman she's like 90 and we ring the doorbell but her i think her son because he, this guy was in his early 60s 60s he's in the 60s somewhere answered he's a fair-skinned black man and i the only I'm, that's the only reason that's important was i think there was something going on here and he answers and he's has a really creepy stare it's really really weird right and um he has this creepy creepy stare and he's like yes and my, my member says you know i'm looking for this woman and she goes oh that's my mom she's you know she's can't come to the she can't come right now but it's like it's like it's like almost like it felt like you know when you're in a murder mystery and it felt like the person killed that person and doesn't want you to come in and, and she mercedes like well you know uh what about you do you know where to vote he's like i've already voted and she goes, oh, um, he's just stare. There's a stare like, go ahead and ask me, bitch. Ask me who I voted for, right? And so Mercedes says, oh, do you mind? I'm just curious who you voted for. And he said, Trump. And then he's just staring at her like, take that, lib. And she's like, oh, and, and I don't know why Mercedes said it. She goes, oh, you're the one. <laughs> and the guy flipped the fuck out. He flipped out. And he was like, well, there's, there's more than one. I'm not the only one voting for Donald Trump. He said, okay, we got to go. Then there was this other guy, super, super, super nice. Um, and he... Um, I'm trying to see... I haven't gotten an email yet from Team Pete Buttigieg that they dropped out. Um, But uh, there was another guy... Um, he didn't answer the door for then he came out and then he just was really nice and chatted with us for like 20 minutes and then but he kept dropping the N-word and we were like clearly very uncomfortable. He was making some good points. He was talking about Elizabeth Warren and the whole Pocahontas drama and that he really liked her, but he felt that really damaged her. And then about what was oh about stop and frisk and how he likes michael bloomberg and he what he's trying to weigh is how much the stop and frisk thing really bothers him and um how even though he's a doctor people just see an n-word but he was saying the n-word and we were getting uncomfortable and it was a good but it was it was a really funny weird conversation and um again we had some other funny conversations where people were just telling us funny things about their lives and whatnot you know To be honest with you, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I found it to be very, very educational. I don't know that I would do it again. In particular, I don't know that I would do it again, um, uh, particularly for um, uh, a candidate that I don't fully support because these people would ask us questions and talk about them and... Often, especially with the Biden-Bloomberg people, I agreed with them. You know, I'm a biden bloomberg judge guy. Why? For the same reason that they are. You know, I... And one day we'll have a debate about this. Like I told you, I'm for anybody, right? Right now. But I really do think, and this is not a political show right now, but that Biden and... Um... Look, in other words, all the things that you think are really gross about Bloomberg, like stop and frisk... And all that shit. Yeah, that, that does well in a general. And even, let's say... Let's say Bloomberg is equally as a rich fucking pig as Donald Trump. Donald Trump has brought chaos and evil to the white... I mean, like, it's awful. It's, like, embarrassing he's a clown. Like, maybe we could just have not a clown. Like, look, I would have, I'd rather have a lot of people other than Bloomberg. I'm just saying i bloomberg might be like just a george w bush part two but at least there'd be order okay i'd rather have biden uh, i i donated to buddha judges campaign i'd rather have buddha judge you know uh but I'd, I'd rather have elizabeth warren i'd love to have sanders i'd love to have any of people um jordan darling says i think there'll be a brokered convention in august and i'm i agree with him um, I do think there will be a brokered convention in August. And Adam Vaught and I were talking about this yesterday. I don't know how this turned into a political show. Adam and I started talking about this yesterday. Because 538's only giving Sanders a 35% chance of getting enough delegates to win an outright first ballot majority at, at the convention. Okay? And that's at this stage. We'll see how Super T- Tuesday plays out. But if biden can go into a brokered convention i think he has a good chance of walking out with the nomination because just really quickly on the first ballot everybody has to vote for who the delegate was that they won let's say let's say buddha judge already i think like buddha judge has like 27 votes i don't know what he has right 16 votes or i don't know what it is right i think i think it is closer to 27 but uh, at the convention, those 27 delegates have to vote for Pete Buttigieg. If no one gets the majority, then it's a free-for-all, and they can vote for whomever. And I think they're more likely to go to a Biden than a Sanders, is what I'm saying. Sorry this turned political. I had a great time uh, canvassing. I'm sure other stories will come up, but I just wanted to get those out of the way so I remember them. It's this Joe Batanz. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I gotta go see Pee-Wee Herman.